I shaved my balls for this? It's harmless phosphorescence. This is Throw Smiley, and you agitate my already delicate sense of mental equilibrium and my obsessive compulsive need to be the center of attention. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and apparently I fell into an open bat of Ben and Jerry's. I'm Brian Lesh, and it's not a fucking bow and arrow. And I'm that singer that no one listens to, Alaric Weber. <laughs> and oh. this is A Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got a lot of bonus content there. We got music shows. We've got some Star Wars miniseries, some holiday shows. Um, we do the monthly movie. We just posted uh, Cabin Boy. That is now up, available to uh, listen to, courtesy of our executive producer, Michael Beckwith. Um, and we actually already have next month's monthly movie decided. Oh. Because when I put the uh, poll up, I forgot to make it for seven days. So <laughs> it uh, was fast. And those are the rules. Those are the rules. I can't do it over <laughs> because I'm nope. lazy. Um, but the winner of the, uh, let's see, it was 2001 for September. We, we pick a year. Then we each nominate a movie. Then the we let the uh, internet decide. It was 2001. The uh, options were Evolution, Josie and the Pussycats, The Royal Tenenbaums, and AI, Artificial Intelligence. And the movie we're going to do in September is Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yes. All right. I'm excited. Like I said, I haven't seen that movie since 2001, so that'll be interesting. Um, that's, that was uh, Rosario Dawson. Is that right? Yeah, she was yeah, in, she's that. in there. Parker Posey's in there. Um, uh, oh, Seth Green, I think, is in there somewhere. Uh, Tara Reed. Yeah. I think Tara Reed's the drummer. That's right. Tara, that's right. Tara, the, that six Josie's month period where Tara Reed was a movie star. <laughs> Josie's played by somebody. I can't remember who. <laughs> Obviously, she's played by somebody. <laughs> 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 they drew her in later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a buck a month, that's all you need to get started on the uh, on the extra podcast. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Birds of Prey. You know what a harlequin is? A harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. No one gives two shits who we are beyond that. The Joker and I broke up. I wanted a fresh start. But it turns out I wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. Spectacular news! Miss Quinn, she brought me. You guys. Here's the deal, Quinn. You need me. He's after 
it's just like the sleepover. <gasps> we should order pizza. Big cosmos. Harley, focus. Okay. Having a good time. Get ready, ladies. Oh, you're that psycho chick. You never call a woman a chick. I'll accept broad lady woman and on occasion bitch. Bitch? What are you talking What's about? That for me, William. <laughs> Woo! Birds of prey. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. Um, that was a good trailer. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. I, it, I was surprised they didn't have like a rock and roll song. Yeah, I really liked the Edith Piaf. Um, yeah, uh, Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. <laughs> every time, every time. Every single time. Was released February 7th, 2020. We are out of 2019. 2020. What a year for cinema 2020 will be on this podcast. Who knew we'd want to go backwards? <laughs> Back in time. Um, the year too. Yeah, released February seventh, twenty twenty. Uh, running time of hundred and nine minutes. It cost a hundred million dollars. It made two hundred one point nine million. So it wasn't a flop, but it wasn't a runaway hit. Um, there was, I feel like there was something just like around a month into its run that may have contributed it to not making as much money as it possibly could. Yeah, what could happened have. in March? I don't I can't remember. Uh, uh, um, training started. Yeah. Uh, people started putting bleach inside their bodies. Ah. <laughs> and eating horse medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um but speaking of the box office, I think it's time we play the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of February 7th, 2020. We're in, oh my God, we're in this decade. Guys, we made it to the current decade. Far out. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we started this podcast in a different decade now that I think about it. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I still think of the teens through the present as being like one decade, but... uh, uh, well, yeah, now we can, it's been a while, but now we can officially call when we grew up the 1900s. Yeah, I was born in the late 1900s. 1900s, Fuck. yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you all. So, uh, I'll just continue saying 20th century. <laughs> Go for you. It seems easier that way. Or we were born in the prior millennium. Um. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this is the box office top 10 game I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of February 7th 2020 using only the box office mojo description except of course where I don't and the guys here are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing you ready to play fellas and how here we go number 10 for the week of February 7th 2020 an old man comes back and riles up the youngsters Somehow he has returned. Oh, oh. Superman returned? Skywalker? 
Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. If you'd like to hear us talk extensively about that movie, dollar a month is all you need. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. We did every Star Wars movie at that point. We did. Yeah, we saw we this e- one we even- like the week we recorded it, too. We did. We saw wow. it in the theater, and then we recorded an episode about it. Yeah. And yeah. Our last field trip. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a fun one. Well, we, well, I guess our last field trip was uh, to Barrio Brewery, where we won the MCU oh. yeah. trivia. That's right. Not to brag, but we know a lot of shit about movies. <laughs> a lot of shit about comic book, comic movies, book movies specifically, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to this podcast. Uh, we It was a squeaker, though, folks. Uh, one point, I believe. Yeah, although, uh, yes, one point. although we, we only got two questions time. wrong. Only two questions wrong the entire night, so that wasn't bad. Wow, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, number nine for the week of February 7th, uh, 2020. Um, Joe reflects back and forth on her life, telling the story of her sisters. Four young women determined to live life on their own terms. Little women. They were no longer little girls. They were little women. They were little women. (laughs) My friend Flicka. Uh, yeah, that wasn't a bad version. I watched that. Um, Florence yeah, Pugh. Really good. Florence Pugh is great. That's where I first really noticed her. I watched it after watching Midsummer, and I was like, uh, "Oh, yeah, Midsummer! Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I really that was like immediately Pugh. after watching Midsummer, though. I was oh, like, what? "Oh, I'm gonna see more of her." And I was like, "Oh, God, she whatever." Really people, they didn't just make this girl cry and be terrified. Right. Um. I- Number Oh, whenever anybody says, oh, there's so many superhero movies, it's like, talk to Jane Austen, <laughs> and then we'll get oh back to you. Oh, my God. The How num- many versions of Little Women exist? <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. Um, probably at least 12 cinematic Emma? versions. How of- many versions of Emma are there? My so God. Now on Netflix. Uh, um, number eight at the box office. A Poor Family. A wealthy family. Hijinks ensue. What's this called? Is this the uh, Ban Ki-moon? Uh, not Ban Ki-moon. That's the fucking president of Korea. What is that guy's is name? Is it called Greed? It's not uh, Greed. It. Brian's on the right Parasite. track. Parasite. Best picture winner. Parasite. Best. What is the director's oh. name? Bon, oh, it's um, Joe uh, Bon. Ah, what is it? Bon, ah. um, Ban Ki-moon is a politician. It was, uh, I, I don't pay for IMDb Pro, so it doesn't let me just click and find out. I don't get paid is, enough to pronounce these names. Bong Joon-ho is his Bong name. Joon-ho, yes. Um, my favorite, that's. Mother's proud. Yeah, I think that's the best, best picture winner of like the 15 years at least. Yeah, um, it was bon- a rando. Bong Ki-moon was the secretary general of the UN. Sorry. Okay. I'm just getting my wires uncrossed. My Korean dudes. <laughs> a new film by <laughs> by, by Kofi Annan. <laughs> if you went Goofy I went Kofi Annan. Either would be great. Yeah. Kofi. <laughs> uh, uh, number seven this week at the box office. A long time ago, in a distant countryside, a young girl leads her little brother in search of food and work. 
<laughs> it's a shitty combo. <laughs> Not even water. A distant countryside. I don't know if I knew this movie existed. It's it's uh-huh. definitely a movie that's been made a few times um, in different oh. ways. It's based on a very, very public domain story. Okay. It's, is it Oz? Is it Oz related? No, no, not Oz related. It's uh, Brothers Grimm. Oh. 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 Hansel and Gretel? Not Hansel and Gretel, but... Uh, but... Um, flip it, flip Gretel it, and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel. It's called sisters Why are getting you, it done. You, you got a Missy Elliott that, that shit. Decision? Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. Flip it. Reverse it. <laughs> I like to say. I hope that that was just her direction in the studio. She was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you got to scratch that. Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> That was Gretel and that's Hansel. How she, that's how you she. Got a problem that's with how that? she orders uh, um, eggs over easy. <laughs> Scratch it, flip it, reverse it. Oh. Moons over my Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could go for some moons over my Hammy yeah, right those, now. Uh, oh, uh, over Hansel. Yeah. Um, at number six this week, an American, hmm, an American expat tries to. S- sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him. I've never heard of this movie, and I didn't change a word of that. I recently did hear about this movie. I think Hugh Grant's in it. I oh, it's a Guy Ritchie. It's a Guy Ritchie. Huh. Yes. Yeah, we got... Yeah, McC- based on a true story about, like, the biggest... Well, he was an American. But anyways, is it called, like... Um, yeah, starring Mr. Ma- Matthew. Mr. McC- Big. No, no, but starring Matthew McConaughey. Um, the it's uh, it's a really generic. The man title. from Toronto. No, no, it's a real generic title. Uh, um, it's a uh, big business. <laughs> it, <laughs> I it, love that movie. It's it almost shares the name of a really bad '90s Eddie Murphy comedy minus one word. Gold. No. Gold. Golden. No. Um, Child? No. <laughs> That's not the movie. <laughs> 48. <laughs> it's the called, hours. <laughs> it's called The Gentleman. The oh, Distinguished the Gentleman. Gentleman. That Eddie Murphy comedy where he became senator. Oh, distinguished Gentleman. Yeah. Um, at number five <laughs> this week in the box office. Okay. Um, the, it's a sequel. Um, if I say any, so the gang is back. Ocean's At, Twelve. No, <laughs> that was like from two thousand five. Al, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I'll pay attention. You better to stop time. talking about the fucking uh, Sex in the City. No, okay. So this movie stars Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson. Oh, this is the Expendables fifteen. Nope. Uh, Fast and the Fury. Oh, Kevin Hart, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, Kevin. Hart. Jack Black, and Karen Gillan. Oh, uh, Journey to the Center nope. of the Earth. No, no. It's oh. a sequel to a Robin oh. Williams. Jumanji two. Jumanji. Well, three technically. Okay. But, but it's the sequel to Jumanji. It's the a sequel one. to the sequel to Jumanji. It's called Jumanji: The Next Level. 
next. <laughs> oh, it's the video game one, right? Yes. Yeah, but also the the sequel was a video game one. This is a sequel. Oh, this is the. I think both the the rock ones were video game based. I saw. I think I just saw the first one. With, with Robin Williams. Oh, I've seen the Robin Williams one. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I just mean the first of the Rock. Ones. Was that? This is this is confusing. Like Spider Man. I was not yet on three the third. to Rock. Yes. Um, yeah. At number four this week at the box office, uh, a doctor with a special ability travels to an island with a young apprentice and a crew of. Crazy characters. <laughs> That's the best I can do. Doctor. <laughs> the uh, the, the entire, take Bermuda. I, I had to leave out the entire conceit of the film. <laughs> um, they this, go to go to an island, you say? Yeah, this is at least the third film version of this character. It goes back quite a ways. He is Dr. a Dr. Doolittle? Yeah, but it's not Dr. Doolittle. It's just called... Oh, this is the RDJ Doolittle. Doolittle. Just Doolittle, yeah. Which I tried to watch this. I heard it was terrible, but I never... I had a Yeah, I had a really rough time. It was not something that I stuck through to the end. The original is kind of tough. To yeah, it's not that interesting. Yeah, I love musicals. The, but. I mean, the Rex Harrison one's tough to get through, absolutely. I can't watch the Eddie Murphy one at all. Oh yeah, no, not anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not since the accident. I, I guess I'm full on don't little personally. <laughs> well, the first one was so long it had an intermission, right? Yeah, Am I wrong about that. Oh yeah, it was one. Oh, I, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those '60s things where yeah, it's six hours long. <laughs> yeah, it should yeah, have been three the, the movies. O- there's the overture and then an intermission. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, it's like Lawrence of Arabia length. It's crazy. Uh. At number three this week. <laughs> you laughing at I'm, uh, Okay, I'll do the joke after I do the thing, because that would just give away the movie. Um, <laughs> um, as an infantry battalion assembles to wage war deep in enemy territory, two soldiers are assigned to race against time and deliver a message. Oh, dang. This uh, was the... 19... 19- 17? Yes, God, 1917. 17? Yeah, it was a good movie. I saw it in the theater. Um, probably the I, last non-superhero movie I saw in the theater. I wish I had seen this in theaters. When I watched it on my TV, I was like, damn, the sound for this movie is I, so well done. I took Jude to it because I was like, you need to see like a big, crazy war movie in the theater at least one time because it's an, it's like, it's <laughs> good. You're an American. Right? You need to watch this. No, I mean, it's, it's good to see like a big, crazy movie in the theater that's not about superheroes once in a while. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and war movies are very like yeah. They're a, they're well, they serve a purpose. They still serve multiple purposes. But for a young person to see it for the first time is yeah. Well, and World War One is not one that's covered very often. It isn't. It, it was a good movie. The, the sequel was way better. It was one of those things. <laughs> World War Two was the Empire. So War. so the description starts April sixth, nineteen seventeen. And at first I was going to go April sixth, nineteen seventeen. There was a riot going on. Tell me where were you? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Probably in a trench dying from mustard gas. Yeah. Um uh, number two this week. Two detectives face off against a mother and son pair mother and son pair of drug lords who wreak vengeful havoc on their city. This is a sequel. It's the third 
Is th- this isn't Dread. No. What is this? No, it's a sequel. It's the third in a popular series that it's it it took a long time. The first one came out in the 90s. It has Dream? Bill and Ted? Nope, it has two <laughs> A, a pair of detectives, Fighting drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, based off a mother and a pair of Through drug time. dealers. I'd watch it. It stars two 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 uh, actors who were probably most famous in the '90s. Although one of them remained famous up and beloved up until pretty recently, when he stopped being beloved. Jesus Christ, Kevin Spacey. No, not that bad. Not- oh, Will Smith and. Is this Martin Lawrence? Is this Bad Boys 3? Bad Boys for Life. Yep. For Life. Yep. What you gonna gonna do? I still have love for Will Smith. He just slapped another dude on stage and it was embarrassing. We won't. Right. I'm taking a break. But it's not like Cosby or Louis. No, I don't hate Will Smith. I can still watch Will Smith movies. (laughs) Like, it's not. Well, no, like, parents just don't understand. Came on Shuffle in the car. I was like, I'm not ready. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not ready to laugh along with you, Will. Yeah. It's like parents just don't understand how I assaulted Chris Rock for <laughs> a really like flimsy a reason. I don't think you understand. Yeah. Um, and number one, after splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroines Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> and Renee. <laughs> to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. Flamboyant enabling of who is this again? Harley. Oh, uh, the fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. I fucking I love it because you have to go back. Like what the fuck? What did they call this again? Yeah, I love. It's clever. I think it's really clever. I love the title. Movie. I love. I I I really like this movie. Um, yeah. That yeah. brings us to the end of the box office top ten, which means it is time. For Professor Von Weber to tell us what we need to know about the character and comic book background of these comic book characters. I am prepared. Um, okay, so Harley Quinn. Um, we have spoken about her before, but just a brief um, a brief refresher. Uh, also known as Harleen Francis Quinzel. Created by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim for the Batman animated series. First seen in the episode Joker's Favor, September 11th of 1992. Her first comic appearance was in The Batman Adventures number 12, September of 1993. Um, but this was a non canon story. The first canonical appearance was in October of 99 all the way in 99 in uh, Batman colon Harley Quinn number one. Uh, Next up, we have Renee Montoya. She was also a creation of Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, along with Mitch Bryan uh, for the Batman animated series, but she was preemptively introduced in the comics in Batman number 475, March of 1992. In in the series, the, the 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 cartoon series, I remember her mostly as a foil for Detective Harvey Bullock. Mm, yeah. Um, but in comics, she eventually became the oh, so she was a, a detective um, with the Gotham Police Department, 
Um, in comics, she would eventually become the primary love interest of Kate Kane, a.k.a. Batwoman. I think, um, pardon me, Aaron Eckhart in uh, Dark Knight, I think he says her name. Is that who Bullock's partner is? Because he's talking about the crooked cops down in Gordon's unit. Montoya oh. had the mom that was dying. Anyways, tangent, oh, but I think it was. right, yeah. I, I don't remember precisely. Fair enough. Um, back in the comics, after being outed and framed for murder, Montoya became the second superhero known as Question. Uh, moving on to Huntress. The first Huntress, Helena Alfreda Kyle Wayne, was an alternate universe daughter of Batman and Catwoman, first seen in DC Superstars number 17 in November of 1977. Wow. I hadn't I hadn't realized that uh, this character went back that quite that far. Yeah. Um, following this character's death and erasure from history in the in- Infinite Earth Crisis of 1986, a new huntress was created with the name of Helena Bertinelli. Helena Bertinelli first appears in The Huntress Number One, April of 1989, created by Joey Cavalieri and Joe Staten who co-created the first Huntress. Um, Let's see. She was uh, the daughter of a prominent mafia family, the Bertinelli family. Um, She was kidnapped and raped at an early age and later witnessed... Wait, what happened here? Oh, I'm doing something stupid. Uh, (laughs) She was kidnapped and raped by a rival mafia family. Uh, later witness to her parents' murder, Helena crusades to put an end to the mafia. She traveled and trained before returning to Gotham as the Huntress. <laughs> so she's Michael Corleone. Even in this, they say she goes to Sicily. Yeah. 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 Like she's 100% Michael Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she comes back and she's badass. A master of martial arts, proficient with the battle staff and crossbow, Huntress would briefly wear the mantle of Batgirl. Next up, we have Black Canary. Uh, Black Canary is the name of two superheroes from DC Comics. The original Black Canary was created by Robert Koeniger and Carmine Infantino, debuting in Flash Comics number 86, August of 1947. Um, so one of the one of the earliest superheroines. It was several years after Wonder Woman, but um, still. Um, the original Black Canary, Dinah Drake, was initially a hand-to-hand fighter with without superpowers, who often posed as a criminal to infiltrate criminal gangs. Later stories depicted her as a world-class martial artist with a superpower dubbed the Canary Cry, a high-powered sonic stream that could shatter objects and incapacitate or kill her foes. Even later stories established Black Canary as two different people, Dinah Drake and her daughter, Dinah Laurel Lance, um, saying that uh, the... Um, Story since the Silver Age focused on the daughter ascribing her superpower to a genetic mutation. Since the 60s, Dinah Laurel Lance has been a professional and romantic partner of Green Arrow. 
Black Black Canary has been a member of the Justice Society, the Justice League, and a founding member of the Birds of Prey. Um, and, and Avon. Next up, we have Cassandra Kane, created by Kelly Puckett and Damian Scott, first seen in Batman number 567, July of 1999. The daughter of assassins David Kane and Lady Shiva, Cassandra grew up deprived of speech and human contact as conditioning to become the world's greatest assassin. Cassandra grew up to be an expert martial artist with the uncanny ability to read complex thoughts from body language, simultaneously developing very limited social skills and remaining mute and illiterate. Cassandra made her first kill at the age of eight, eight years old. Reading the dying man's body language, she became appalled at what she had done and ran away from her father trainer. That's weird. Reading someone's body language as they die. Yeah. Yeah. They're dying. Um, Cassandra eventually made her way to Gotham City, saved Commissioner Gordon after a severe earthquake, and was taken in by Bruce Wayne. Cassandra would eventually become the new Batgirl, the first Batgirl to have her own title comic book in the year 2000. Huh. Uh, Cassandra yo-yoed between heroism and villainy for a while before passing the Batgirl identity to a Stephanie Brown in 2009. Cassandra has Cassandra has since operated as a vigilante without a code name, then later under the names of Black Bat and Orphan. We have Victor Zaz. Back, we discussed him uh, probably more than we should have for Batman Begins, I believe. Um, but first appearing in Batman Shadow of the Bat number one in June of 1992, Victor Zaz is a serial killer who carves a tally mark into himself to mark every kill. Black Mask, this week's Big Bad, was created <laughs> by Doug Mensch and... Tom Mandrake first appeared in Batman number 386 in August of 1985. Real name Roman Sionis. Commonly depicted as ruthless Gotham crime lord with a fixation on masks who derives sadistic pleasure from the act of torture. Born to wealthy and self-absorbed parents, he was dropped on his head at birth by a clumsy doctor. Oh, that's because <laughs> of his villainy. So there was nothing. Easy. There was nothing in the vat he fell in. It's just hard floor. <laughs> just an iron tank, steel it's tank. Amazing. It's amazing he became Black Mask and not Mister Tile, <laughs> <laughs> or like yeah, Al Capone, Capone when he started to lose it. Hey, Call me young- Snorky. <laughs> Call me Surgeon's Glove. <laughs> Why? Because I was dropped by a surgeon. Oh, I don't know. They're, I guess they're not surgeons. They're just doctors. Um, <laughs> young Roman Sionis was forced to befriend a young pre-orphan Bruce Wayne. Pre-orphan? Pre-orphan. <laughs> pre-orphan. He's a pre- We're all pre-orphan. <laughs> um, after high school, Roman killed his parents by burning down the family mansion. After oh, ruining the family... 
After ruining the family company, Janus Cosmetics, Roman broke into his parents' crypt, was struck by lightning, and carved an ebony mask from pieces of his dead dad's coffin. That dude had a life. <laughs> he got dropped on he his really head. He really did. And then struck by lightning after, after killing his parents. burning down the family mansion. That's like, dude, what are you doing? opening the crypt. This is, well, and then also he carved his mask from his father's casket. This is yep. like days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. DC and their convoluted origins. I <laughs> love all of this though, that they just ignore it in the story, in this movie. They, they do mention him being dropped on his head at some point. Oh, that's, but that's, that's but all. They, they don't go for the like, that's yeah, all. this ma- I carved this mask from my father's casket. Like, because they totally I, had him say that. He I was forced to be friends with pre-orphan <laughs> pre-orphan <Bruce. laughs> nobody likes pre-orphan Bruce Wayne they like his later work somehow uh, finally the team itself <laughs> birds of prey first seen in showcase number 96 I'm sorry showcase 96 in number 3 March of 1996. Well, that's confusing. Showcase 96, number three. The third mm. showcase of 96. Uh, created by Jordan B. Gorfinkel. I Gorfinkel. love his work with Simon. Simon and Gorfinkel. <laughs> Do you think Gorfinkel and Garfunkel? <laughs> I'd love to see a team up of Gorfinkel and Garfunkel. Finkel and Funko, yeah. Finally. Um, Birds of Prey was initially a team-up of Black Canary and Oracle, also known as Barbara Gordon, um, pre- the f- also formerly known as Batgirl. Um, the team would expand to include many of the ass-whooping ladies of the DC Universe, as well as the occasional male. Some notables include Huntress, Lady Blackhawk, Blue Beetle, Catwoman, Cassandra Kane, Hawk and Dove, Hawk Girl, Poison Ivy, Power Girl, and Vixen. Blue Beetle is the only dude on that list, right? Uh, Hawk of Hawk and Dove. Oh. But wasn't there well, a female Blue Beetle for a while? Oh, yeah. I think you're right. For so a- so if, you're, if you're a bird-themed... Dude, you can get into Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe Bug. Yeah. Bird or Bird. Bug. Birds of a feather. The phrase Birds of Prey is not mentioned in story until issue number 86 of the series. When uh, Linda Blake, a.k.a. Lady Blackhawk, suggests it might be a fitting name for the group, but she's ignored by her distracted teammates at the time. What are we? Some sort of birds of prey? <laughs> the the fantabulous emancipation of, like, of one names. Harley Quinn. What? Uh, what throw you? Cut out of I said the fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. <laughs> what are we? I don't want to get too far off track, but did anybody watch the new Game of Thrones, the first episode? Yeah. No. Not yet. At one point, one of the characters, and this isn't a spoiler, one of them says to the other, "Yes, it is a song of." Ice and fire. Ah, like, this is how we're fucking starting the show. They said yeah, the thing. The name of the thing. In Guys. The thing. I'm, I love 
I, I really wish they'd do that in every movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? Some sort of psycho? Now, that's how we will rehabilitate Will Smith's image, is by putting him in every movie, walking on screen, looking at the camera and saying, what is this? <laughs> I'm Robert Lugia. Yeah, that would be... If they were like, Mr. President, look, it's a clear and present danger to your safety. Uh, Schindler, your list is fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Have you seen this list? Schindler's. <laughs> Have you seen Schindler's <laughs> list? It's it was a the list, list itself. Like, that is a fine list indeed. <laughs> top Gun 2. <laughs> Use the Top Gun. Two. Bottom Maverick. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. I mean, also. <laughs> what is this trigger pull? The Top Gun? Oh, God. Um, what is this? Some sort of Star Wars? <laughs> oh, my God. I almost said that word for word. Oh, yeah. Garfinkel. Yep. <laughs> and that's all I had. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Thank you, Gorfinkel, as well. <laughs> Thank you, Gorfinkel. For existing. <laughs> Gorfinkel and Garfinkel. Um, <laughs> wait, is it Together Gorfinkel? Again? It's Gorfinkel. For the first time. Gorfinkel v. Garfinkel, the dawn of justice. <laughs> Gor- Gorfinkel <laughs> v. Garfunkel. <laughs> That's right. Oh, don't forget the funk. That's oh. hey. <laughs> Gotta have that funk. The typewriter v uh, Give up acoustic that. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That brings us to the uh, production of the film itself. Um, so they announced a Birds of Prey movie in 2016 um, ahead of the release of Suicide Squad. Um. And uh, Margot Robbie was attached to it immediately, of course, and she was attached as a producer. So she pitched, she pitched this specifically as a uh, female empowerment film. She uh, said that she needed a team. She pitched it Birds of Prey as being a Harley Quinn movie, um, and she worked on it. Uh, she she kept uh, workshopping it for several years. She was involved for uh, the entire duration. Um, they brought on Kathy Yan to uh, to direct. Uh, Kathy Yan only, uh, came in and she got a meeting and pitched it to Margot Robbie and whoever at Warner Brothers at the time. The only movie she David made, S. Goyer. She told David S. Goyer. It was 100% David S. Goyer in the room somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Um, the only movie she made prior to this was a uh, movie called Dead Pigs, um, which uh, is a... Oh, I want to get this right. Which was... Sounds like a comedy. It's it's a dark comedy. Um, it 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 was okay. What Shang, are these Shanghai, dead was pigs a, doing in here? It was a Chi- <laughs> it, it was a Chinese language film. I wanted to make sure I got the link. It was Chinese. It's a Chinese film. Um, so Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Since since Birds of Prey, she's the only thing she's directed is an episode of Succession. So, well, her, shit. Yeah, her those cur- are all good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
They brought in Christina Hodson. Margaret Robbie specifically brought in Christina Hodson to write. She wanted a female writer and a female director. Um, Margaret Robbie fought for that, and she got it. Um, Christina Hodson, um, prior to this, uh, wrote Bumblebee. <laughs> and the the Bumblebee movie, um, which is one of the good ones. Yeah, that's I I heard I haven't seen it, but I hear it's the best Transformers yeah. movie. Um, she also wrote a couple smaller films called Shut In and Unforgettable, um, and she has a writing credit on the upcoming The Flash movie, which may or may not ever be released. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> Not because of this writer, obviously. Yeah. I want to see Michael Keaton, though. Yeah. It's it's really interesting, Margot Robbie being this catch, because she's great in the role, obviously. She's the best part of both Suicide Squad movies Mm -hmm. and this. Uh But but that she was she was capable and willing to, you know, like make them bend a little bit to her will. Like, no, I'll do this if you give me a movie. She used her powers for good. Absolutely. So rarely do you see that. In the, in the backroom dealings of movie I making. Would, I would say at know? this point, she's the RDJ of uh, the DCEU. She, she's the best part of it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Every, everybody might look great, but nobody's had the opportunity to be good like this. Absolutely. Because yeah, they switch Batman too often. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I agree. Well, they, character. Told, they told Cavill never to smile. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oof. guys. Um, the. Uh, Working title of this film as they were shooting was Fox Force 5, which is... Oh, that's great. Yeah, hmm. the Pulp Fiction reference. Um, yep. And possibly possibly a Kill Bill <laughs> reference. Kill uh, Bill yeah. might just yeah, be I Fox so. Force yeah. 5, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not much to say about this film's production. They made it. Um, we've talked about Margot Robbie before, obviously, with uh, Suicide Squad and... Um, Oh God! Is this only her second appearance? I feel like she yeah. was in something between this. Was Harley Quinn no. in something between no. Suicide Squad and this? Wow! I just feel like I've seen her so much in this role, but it was only three times, I guess. Yeah, that's how powerful she is. She owns it. Yeah, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. We did talk about when she was in Ooh. Sky High. <laughs> oh, that's right. We didn't do Scott Pilgrim. We did not do Scott Pilgrim, although that should probably be on our longer list, along it's with Ghost World. Yep. Um, we'll yeah, swing back around. Yeah, so, um, but not, yeah, not necessarily a superhero movie, but a comic book movie. Um, but yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, she's great in just about everything. Um, then uh, Jumi Smollett Bell as Black Canary, um, up for that role. Um, along with her was Janelle Monet and Gugu Mbatha Ra. Are you kidding me? We could have had Janelle Monet in this role. Either of oh. those would have been great, although I do think uh Jumi Smollett Bell did a great job. She's fantastic. She yeah. was really good in this. She was she's good in everything. But damn, yeah. I would have loved to see Janelle Monet in a DC movie. She's yeah, she's so got charming. She's got the voice. She could have just done the singing herself. I'm not sure if uh if uh Jumi Smollett Bell does she sing? Did she do her I own? I think so. Okay. I think she sang. Um, up for Huntress, by the way, which Mary Elizabeth Winstead played Huntress, was also Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario and Kristen Malati. Um, mm. She's definitely the better, she's the better the cast. She's the best of those three. 
Alexandra Daddario like is so like I don't know. She has no personality on screen, I feel like. She has beautiful blue eyes though. She has amazing <laughs> eyes. She's a beautiful woman, but she has yeah. zero personality on screen. Um Christina Kristen Malati is uh basically um mini uh oh what's her face? Hawkeye's wife. Um uh, oh, uh, Linda Cardellini. Linda, oh, she's yeah, basically yeah. like Lin, mini Linda Cardellini to me. Um, but she's been doing a lot of awesome stuff. She's in Fargo right now. She's in that uh, Peacock show, uh, The Resort. She is at the moment. But, yeah, um, Chris. She was. She was re- in Wolf of Wall Street with uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Well, and she was really great in that Andy Samberg Groundhog Day movie that they did, Palm Springs. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good movie. She, Made for Love or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that show. That, that it got, it just too. got canceled <laughs> because it's on HBO. Um, anyways, uh, Rosie Perez is Renee Montoya. <laughs> I think this is our first Rosie Perez on this show. Uh, I think. Really? I, yeah, I, think I don't so think too. she was in anything else we've done so far, but like Rosie fucking Perez. Uh, she was a fly girl on uh, In Living mm-hmm. Color. Yeah. Um, she and was white in, men can't jump. White, Ugh, oh my movie. God. She was amazing. And white can't, she opened do the right thing. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, thank Dan- God for the right titty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. White man can't jump. She was amazing in that. Um, I, she was in a ton of, ton of movies, um, in the nineties. Um, uh, let's see. Fearless night on earth. Oh, she was, was she the cab driver in night on earth? She was one no. of them, I believe. Yeah. No. Winona Ryder was one. She Winona Ryder was a cab driver. Rosie Perez was in Night on Earth, though. Um, yeah, I love Rosie Perez. Oh, Pineapple Express. She was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what an adorable little cop. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, she was great in this. Yeah. Um, perfect choice. Yeah. Uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz. Uh, let's, he was, uh, oh, he was in the Mindy project. Okay. Um, well, um, I have to say though, uh, on the series Gotham, Victor Zaz was played by, uh, Noho Hank. Oh that, my that God. Really? Oh, oh my God. Awesome. I he, he works for Oswald through most of it. Um, the, the penguin, but yeah. Wow. I've been avoiding that show and now I really oh. want to watch it. I kind of liked it. Because oh. Bruce was in it very little. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love Noho Hank. Yeah, so no, that too. He's great as Victor Zaz, the psychopath. Uh, Victor Zaz was in, what was that, the newsroom? He's one of the executives, Yep, I think. Yep, yeah. absolutely. He was also in Damages, um, Six Feet Under, Sharp Objects. Um, he was, I th- was he in Six Feet Under? Was he the guy from the, from the big, like, uh, uh, mortuary oh, corporate service, corporate one. mortuary that was trying to get them to, to sell out. I, I can't remember. Um, but if on the big screen, he was in Vicky, Christina, Barcelona, Ruby Sparks. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, he's more of a character actor than anything else, I feel like. Um, he's great. He shows up and looks good, I think is what he's always yeah. he's supposed to look sharp all the time. Yeah, exactly. Ella J. Basco as Cassandra Kane. They were originally trying to cast an actual 12-year-old in this. Um, and she, wow, she was born in 2006. So she was like 14. Yeah. Wow. Um, the old, She's one of the best parts of this whole movie. Oh, she's great. 
She is great. Prior, she's, she's the one consistent, steady thing throughout the movie. Everything else is chaos. Yeah. Other than this, she has she uh, she doesn't have any other feature film credits. Um, she did some Grey's Anatomy and some uh, an episode of Veep, and like that's about it. Um, oh, she's a singer. She has numerous albums out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, none of them do well. She's very indie. Huh. Well, good for her. I'll have to check her out. Um, Ali Wong as uh, Ellen Gee. That's Mon- that's the uh, dis- DA. The girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend, Montoya's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. She's the one actor in this movie where I was like, damn, you're kind of wasted in your role. I wish we had seen another five minutes of her. Yeah, I would have liked a little more of her because she was good. Um, yeah, she's and- so funny, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ali Wong is is really funny. So funny. Um, um, oh gosh. So like, yeah, her career, let's see, she did some, she voice did a voice in Ralph breaks the internet. She does a lot of voice work. Um, the angry birds movie, um, okay. KO, uh, she did some voice work on big mouth. Of course she's, she's like a standup or yeah. Comedian. Yeah. She, her standups are incredible. She's great sets. Yeah. Um, and of course, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, Roman Sionis. Is this our? F- I know we talked about him in our Star Wars series, but that's that's on the Patreon. I don't think he's been in anything we've done on the main feed here, has he? Nope. Um, no. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Ewan McGregor, best known, of course, as Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, uh, train spotting. Tra- train spotting was probably where I first became aware of him. He was great yeah. in all. He was Same. also he was also great in um uh uh I mean big fish big fish um uh, Mulan what was it shallow grave that was Danny what's his face's first, shallow grave first oh, Danny yeah. Boyle Danny that's Boyle's a fantastic first. film yeah shallow grave was great um I mean he's Ewan McGregor <laughs> Everyone, um he uh, was fan- again he was in Fargo with Mary Elizabeth. Winstead, same season, mm. and he plays twin brothers. And yeah, if you sometimes you get shit for his accent, but in that show, he did the Minnesotan accent just like so, as well as Martin Freeman did in the first series. Martin Freeman's wow. Minnesota Perfect. accent was incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Ewan McGregor's accent in this is insane. Because it's definitely it. not British, he, but it's you know. nothing I've ever heard before. It's not, I don't know what it is. But it's, well, it's uh, a kid who went to boarding schools. Yeah, it's the transatlantic. Stuff. It's uh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn, you know. It's the, a trust fund kid who's traveled the world. Yeah. Just, yeah. Over and over every syllable. Yeah. Plus, he was dropped on his head. <laughs> but um, he makes, seriously, yeah. but he makes some fun uh, choices, Will McGregor. He absolutely I think, does. I think either uh, sometime recently, um, I was saying that he reminds me of uh, Sam Rockwell in the first uh, Charlie's Angels, oh. where he's like doing these almost sort of creepy kind of dances and he's like moonwalking and getting really into. I don't know. It reminded me of that. When was uh, Doctor Sleep filmed? Seventeen, uh, nineteen, Some, somewhere no. around there. Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of Dr. Sleep. And I wonder if he brought a little bit of like weird Jack Nicholson to this. Uh, that's, uh. that's what I took away from some of the dancing shows. Like he's mo- he's like slinking around. Kind right. Of like, They're creepy. The yeah. movements are creepy. Yeah. 
not fun. Yeah, he, he's very fun for much him. He, I guarantee he very much is playing it like a a a beast of some sort. Um, yeah, that's about it for our cast. That's about it for our uh, our uh, background. Um, uh, so they. Uh, Jared Leto <laughs> was apparently angry that he wasn't asked to be in it. He Good for saying, her, man. Good he for her not fucking he was, even asking. Yeah. He gets mad about every single thing that's Joker related that he's not asked to do. And it's like, dude, you are barely the Joker. You barely, barely. qualify to be on that list. Well, and the short answer to why is you sent me a dead pig, you sick fuck. Yeah, we don't like you. You're a weird cult leader. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck you, Jared Leto. Um, Which, yeah. honestly, I think that speaks volumes to his character. The fact that she did not say like, oh, it'd be really great to even have you for the short snippets of the Joker being in this movie. Yeah. That's not him. They No, they used a body double for those shots. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's about it. Guys, you ready to jump into the movie itself? Uh, after my egg sandwich. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait. I almost forgot. I have a few... Uh, I have a few uh, reviews, a few letterboxed reviews here. Um, I I have two bad reviews and two good reviews. I'm I'm beginning to think this is the uh, format I'm going to do for our reviews. <laughs> um, so with half a star, garbage film. What a waste of characters! If they don't know how to adapt comic book characters to live action, then don't make a live action movie. What a disrespect to source material. Which is weird. Is that a Cassandra Kane complaint? You think? I don't know because uh, Harley Quinn is not technically a comic book character. I mean, she appeared in the comic books, but that's not her source, technically. But I mean, the only other character, the characters that get bent around her, Huntress, maybe, because she was a Batgirl, and Cassandra Kane being Batgirl. Maybe they're upset because it's not Batgirl. Maybe. Yeah, the uh, Cassandra Kane, I think think was the, the furthest from um the source material uh black canary a little bit um but not enough to complain about i don't they really wanted to see you and mcgregor carve that mask uh, out of a casket they wanted, they, they wanted to see him in the rain. yeah <laughs> um cornflake writes and by the way this guy has an anime Corn. avatar <laughs> <laughs> writes, oh, liberal right. white woman, the movie. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what cornflake, what kind of person cornflake <laughs> is. Um, with five, there are very few white women in this movie. <laughs> I guess are... Harley, and she's like bleached white from the chemicals. Yeah. Uh, um, um, of the five, just two. Yeah. 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 Um, well, one's Italian, you know, you know about them. <laughs> Is Mary Elizabeth Winstead Italian? I doubt it. She's but <laughs> not in real life, but she plays Bertinelli. Yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen's wife, <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> um, with five stars, Bogertine says, they're all stupid males. I wouldn't even try to fight back if Harley Quinn was beating the shit out of me. <laughs> Heart emoji. Wow. Step on my neck, take. queen. 
He wanted everyone to just submit. Okay. Someone, someone's got a fetish. That's yeah, good action. Um, good action movie. And Trip Smith writes five stars. Just writes Margot Robert. <laughs> Four exclamation points. Uh, dead named her. So, all right. <laughs> named her. Are we ready? <laughs> Yeah, is that her like a uh, formal name? Robert. Robbie. Robert. Yeah, Robbie is short for Robert. Her friends call her Margot Bob. That's Robbie D. Is right. Margot short for Margoderit? Yes. It's Margoderit Robert. Look it up. You. So, all right, guys, we ready to jump into the movie? I think yeah. so. Got my Margot Turret Robert here. <laughs> yes, I, I finished my egg sandwich. Here we go. This is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn. We open with Harley Quinn narrating the story. She tells us the story of her life, including her rough childhood, her job as a psychiatrist, her relationship with the Joker. Then it, it all opens with animation. Yeah, which is clever. I, which is a yeah. nice nod to the fact that she, that this character started in animation. Yeah. She started as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really clever. I was like, oh, you know, look at them. And I, thing. yeah, I, and the the Joker they showed in the the cartoon clip was very sort of. Classic Hamill. animated yeah. Joker, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was and, more cartoony than than that, but but still, like the style wise was like dead on. Purple suit, yeah. like very very Jokery. Yeah, very clown prince. Yeah, it did a better job than Jared Leto did, and I'm not just making that as a joke. But do you know what I mean? Like they sort of brought it back. He wasn't in the movie. But they briefly bought it, brought it back to that cartoonishness. They did of the Joker, absolutely the clown prince of crime thing, the dude that shoots people at the club drinking henny. Um, are, have you guys been caught up with the uh, Harley Quinn cartoon? Yeah, I wouldn't say yes. caught up. I've been watching a lot. Yeah, the most recent Joker episode was amazing. <laughs> amazing. What are you, some kind of socialist? No, I'm not like a socialist. I am a socialist. <laughs> Yeah, he runs for he runs for mayor, mayor. and mayor. wins because he's the best candidate. He's he's offering <laughs> everyone free health care, and he's just shocked that people voted for him. Yeah. God, it's so mm-hmm. great. Oh, uh, but I love the running gag through that where Two Face keeps um uh, keeps backstabbing people, and he's like, "The name is Two Face. What about this? Are you <laughs> kidding?" <laughs> he was Gordon's campaign manager. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's my name, Jim? Uh. Uh, so yes, um, the her and the Joker broke up. Harley gets an apartment on her own and cuts her hair. She gets a pet hyena and takes up roller derby. Her cutting her hair and immediately bursting into tears is so yeah. real. Oh uh, yes, so real. And the hyena was a nod to the show. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um, something I want to point out. Um, this is the first Gotham City that's L.A. Hmm. Yeah, um, there, there are even some L.A. landmarks. They don't try really to dress it in any other way. But, you know, usually it's Chicago. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's not a dark, grim. It's dirty. It's packed with people. But, 
it's yeah. all very bright. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's like seventies LA feel to it, where it's like like a yeah. dirty well, dirty Harry was San Francisco, but like that like cop cops in LA feel to it. Mm-hmm. Well, There's and a the, couple times they go over the you know the white bridges that go over the LA River, the, yeah. go over the aqueduct, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Huh. The, the daytime shots in this are really surprising. This is the. Like, it's daytime in Gotham. I was going to say, this is the most we've ever seen Gotham in daytime, I think, in anything ever. Yeah. Where it's not it gray or brown. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. bright, but it's very gray and brown. Like, this is feels like a city. We're in Chinatown, right? When she's getting breakfast. Yeah. yeah. She's in, she lives yeah, in Chinatown, maybe it's, basically. Yeah. Koreatown. Yeah. yeah. The, the corner of all the... Uh, different towns is what it seems like <laughs> yeah um so one night she gets drunk at a nightclub breaks the legs of the driver of roman Sionis, <laughs> a ruthless crime uh, lord the same guy who got killed by what's her name little little baby wolverine oh um, yeah he's one of the first kills in that uh it's also the guy that barry fights the taekwondo world champion in barry v lily still one of the single oh. best action episodes of television ever filmed. Oh, that was an amazing episode. That Barry oh, episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Barry. Holy shit. That show. Um, that show. Every time I see him now though, I'm like, Oh, it's Lily's dad. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, she confesses to burlesque singer, singer Dinah Lance that she and the Joker broke up. Afterwards, she overhears her roller derby teammates talking about her and the Joker's relationship. So she goes and blows up the chemical factory where she became Harley Quinn as a message to the world that she and the Joker broke up. Yeah, and she explains that the protection she gets from being associated with the Joker is, you know, limitless. Yeah, Yeah. she knows that it's going to be open season by her doing this, but it's her emancipation, man. You got to go all the way. Yeah, independence. Uh, all you ladies of independence, throw your hands up in the air. Oh, yeah. You can't be a little bit free. That's contradictory to the idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get our title card. We flash back four minutes to meet Renee Montoya. Um, she's a good cop whose career was stalled at detective when her old partner took credit for a case she broke <laughs> and he became captain. Her old partner, Captain Adam Fuller from Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, Renee is investigating a murder of several mob bosses by a mysterious figure known as the crossbow killer. Um, the funniest running gag in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she hears the factory explode, rushes to the scene. She finds Harley's uh, J necklace and surmises that Harley was sending a message to the public that she and the Joker broke up. Uh, we cut to Roman torturing a couple of people for a diamond he's after. We find out he's also known as Black Mask. Uh, then we cut to Harley getting breakfast. She takes her sandwich, but is immediately accosted by Renee, who wants to arrest her. A bunch of assassins who have grievances with her over various things. She runs, loses her sandwich, manages to escape Renee, but eventually gets surrounded by a group of mercenaries. Um... Also, the crossbow killer saves her life, kind of accidentally. Yeah. Uh, We cut to Renee in the police station. She talks to a young pickpocket named Cassandra Kane. Renee believes that Roman is linked to some murders, and it's to get the diamond, which is encoded 
with a bunch of secret account numbers, secret bank account numbers of the Bertinelli family, a crime family who were all murdered years before. Renee had a connection with Roman's driver before he was put out of commission by Harley Quinn breaking his legs. Um, The chief doesn't want her going after Roman because his family is rich and powerful. Uh, She gets a call from Dinah, who tells her that Cassandra Kane, the pickpocket, has the diamond. At that point, Harley Quinn bursts into the police station, um, shooting her way with beanbags through uh, a beanbag gun, a glitter beanbag gun, through the police station to the whole Sometimes paint. Sometimes paint to break out Cassandra. I loved the sequence, but also I was like, all you cops have guns. What are you doing? <laughs> She's using beanbags. <laughs> Litter like, bombs. Like, like we, I, we know cops. They would have been, she would have gone down in a hail of bullets within moments. Yeah. A First lady, a taser, though. then a baton, and then they'll be shot for good measure. Like, I enjoyed the sequence. I'll suspend my disbelief, but that one was a little much. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun in a music video kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's very acrobatic. Yes. It was a That's why they she's a hard to hit target cuz she flips around, I guess. She she is. If if a, a few of them had been shooting guns at her and she was simply like flipping around too much for them to hit her, I maybe would have not even thought about it. But anyways, um then we get a flashback to the night Harley got drunk at the club. We can see Dinah singing. She's also known as Black Canary. Roman is trying to form a partnership with the Golden Lions, a crime organization, and a boy band. Oh. And the Baby Lords. I wish there was a Baby Lord at the table. <laughs> Drinking orange juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing guns at people. <laughs> What'd you say to me? <laughs> Click. Uh, their leader says no. Uh, he's the guy that Roman was torturing earlier. Har- or in the future earlier, we flip back and forth in time a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Harley and Dinah talk at the bar. Then Harley gets drugged by a dude who's trying to kidnap her in the back alley in her van, in his van. Dinah sees this, beats up the dude and his kidnapping partner. Roman watches this through a window. He sends his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, to go tell Dinah that she's now Roman's driver. Dinah, don't you blow. Dinah, don't you blow. <laughs> she goes home. Meets Cassandra in the stairwell of her apartments where they both live. Um, then over the next week, Dinah drives for Roman. Um, Renee approaches Dinah to get her to become an informant like the previous driver was and tell her when Roman gets the diamond. Dinah go- they, uh, they mention her mom um, at this point. So uh, having previously worked with the, the GCPD. Mm. um. So I'm I'm guessing a nod to the original Dinah Drake. Mm. Who? Um, yeah. But she ended up dead because of it. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, Dinah. We all know what snitches get. Sorry to laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a nervous laugh, Dinah. Uh, yes. General character, you. So uh, Dinah goes to Romans place he shows her his masks he's very proud of his masks uh then victor tells him that harley and the joker broke up so he sends his guys to find harley he sends victor and dinah to go get the diamond cassandra picks victor's pocket though takes the diamond when they're out on the street 
She then immediately gets arrested, and we she see she is strolling, pickpocketing everyone on the street. Yeah, she uh, happens to literally pick up the rock. skipping down the street. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. This is one of the best parts. Artful dodger. Yeah. Yeah. Frolicking. Uh, we see in the police station that she swallows the diamond. They break the news to Roman, which, by the way, don't swallow a diamond. <laughs> That's no. going to hurt coming out. One of the hardest substances on earth. Hardest? Yeah. Um, so they break the news to Roman. Big rock, too. Yeah. That, they, yeah, that was a big, big yeah. diamond. <laughs> they break the news to Roman that they lost the diamond. He's mad. At the same time, his men arrive with Harley as their prisoner. To cheer himself up, he decides to torture Harley to death. She talks her way out of it by offering to get the diamond back for him. Unknown to her, he also posts on, like, mercenary Tinder or mercenary, like, Twitter uh, that he's offering a half a million dollars for Cassandra. We cut back to Dinah calling Renee, and uh, then we cut back to the present with Harley in the police station. She gets Cassandra out of her cell, also accidentally releases a bunch of criminals who are mad about her. <laughs> I'm mad about you. <laughs> Paul Reiser style. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> I, I'm going to go Helen Hunt on your ass. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the martial arts style. The, the this Paul is, Reiser. <laughs> this is something that I wish we'd gotten more of. This and the masks, too, was the, the yeah. releasing people from jail. I wish we had gotten a few more people that had gotten out of jail yeah. because of her. Because those were always fun surprises when they happened in the movie. I was like, damn, we could have done like three or four more of these to the point of overkill. It yeah. would have been yeah. really fun. It really would have been. But like you could have had a Man, fun, you know, or somebody. Right. But, yeah. Totally. It would have been, yeah, it would have been a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And they, yeah, I definitely could have taken more. Um, so, all right, she fights them and then she fights Renee, a gang of biker mercenaries show up. So she fights them. Uh, eventually her and Cassandra get away in a minivan, um, with a, <laughs> with a mattress on the roof. I have, <laughs> was that a reference to something? It felt like a reference. I'm not sure to what specifically, but I think that it was just, she's just scavenging for shit. That was what I looked at it as. It was like, Oh, I know just, when she grabbed the minivan, but a minivan with a mattress yeah. on the, a van with a mattress on the roof felt like a reference, some sort of weird mm. cartoon or comic reference somewhere. I, yeah, I couldn't place it. Um, so they are, uh, they get chased by another mercenary who they kill. They stop at a call. looking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they, uh, uh, stop at a group. The kid explodes with a stick of dynamite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's she, now a murderer. Yeah. She just throws it out the window and blows her up. Um, yeah. They go to a grocery store for laxative and supplies. Uh, Cassandra tells Harley she swallowed the diamond. Cassandra is impressed with Harley and her independence. Looks up to her as a role, mo- role model. So she decides not to escape from her. <laughs> they go back to Harley's apartment and they do a little bit of bonding. Some girl time. Um, the crossbow killer shows up. We learn we her. Find... Go ahead, Al. We find out that the uh, the hyena is named Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. Named after Bruce Wayne, which is hilarious. Yeah. Which did we touch on the fact that she fed the guy that she bought the hyena to the hyena? No, we did not. Yeah. Um, that's a uh, character actor. 
Oh God, I can't. I don't know. It was his twin brother, right? That she fed him to. Yeah. Yeah, because he shows up playing his twin brother. Yeah, but that that dude's in so many things. Um, um, oh God, I'm trying to think. There's a specific role I'm thinking of from like the 80s or 90s that he was in. But yeah, character actor, dude. Um, so uh, let's see. We learned that the crossbow killer is Helena Bertinelli. Having survived her family's massacre, she became trained as an assassin. She's been targeting each of the gangsters responsible for her family's murders. And her given moniker is Huntress. Meanwhile, Roman is told that Harley got Cassandra, but they got away. Roman is angry. He takes it out on some random patrons of his club. That was a terrifying scene. Abs- yeah. 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 Um. Helena's yeah, they went a really specific direction with his his type of evil, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, he's so insecure. He is so yeah. insecure. Um, yeah, Helena sees all this and goes after Harley and Cassandra. Meanwhile, Renee gets fired from the police force after the DA's assistant, her ex girlfriend, tells the chief she was breaking the rules to get to Roman. Back at Harley's apartment, the police show up looking for her at the same time um, that her building gets blown up by some random mercenary. She doesn't know why that guy's mad at her. Um, she and Cassandra escape, but discover that her land... Oh, was this the uh, was this the one where with the explanations like um, that were written in the corner that had the uh, the eggplant with the the no? Yeah. No eggplant. Yeah. Oh, all small dick. Yeah. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Small dick question mark. Yeah. No eggplants question mark. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. After her landlord sells her out for a $500,000 reward, uh, she despairs about, anyone's uh and decides that she just has to look out for herself and she delivers cassandra to she decides she's going to deliver cassandra to roman she calls him they agree to meet in an old abandoned amusement park uh dinah tells it's gotham city yep (laughs) and there's abandoned so many abandoned things everything's abandoned in gotham yeah um called the booby trap yes yes and a booby is a bird. It is. Oh, the booby trap, huh? Dinah tells Renee about the meeting. Uh, her betrayal is noticed by Zaz, who tells uh, Sionis. Sionis feels betrayed, and he puts on his mask to go out and get them. Which could have been made from Daddy's casket. Could have been. There's no way to know. Um, at the park... Harley ties Cassandra to a toilet and tells her to poop out the diamonds so she doesn't have to die. Uh, Renee confronts Harley, shows up, confronts Harley. Harley knocks her out of a window. Victor arrives and tranquilizes Harley, then holds Dinah at gunpoint. Uh, He gets killed by Helena, who reveals Victor was the last of her family's killers. Um, Renee returns and reveals that Roman was a true mastermind behind Helena's family's massacre, and he had them killed trying to get the diamond. 
A standoff ensues. They realize that Roman has arrived with a bunch of masked criminals using uh, Hartley's old gear, which is in a trunk there since they don't have any guns. The uh, team decide they decide to team up and they repel the attack of the criminals. Uh, basically, Roman's little army there. During the battle, Cassandra is captured by Roman. Dinah uses her voice to scream supersonically. I guess she's a metahuman. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and she passes out. Yeah. Like, she's very reluctant um, to use it, this being the first time she used it. I think uh, Black Canary uh, in the comics, not necessarily she passed out, but she preferred to um, take people on hand-to-hand um, before resorting to the canary cry. She preferred to do it a hand job style rather than oral. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, I'm 12 years old. Um, anyway, so. And Al's a teacher, so his yeah, reaction was appropriate. His reaction was 100% the reaction he has in class, I am certain. It's disappointed more than anything else. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Harley chases Sionis uh, on roller skates, and with the help of Helena, they pursue him um, at a nearby pier. The final confrontation happens. Roman's going to kill Cassandra, but she pulls the ring from a grenade that she slipped in his jacket after taking it from Harley's weapon chest earlier. Harley throws him off the pier just as the grenade explodes, killing him. That was, he was definitely dead. That was an on-screen death, the way he yeah. exploded into pieces. Oh, yeah, the parts of him went in different directions. Yeah. Yep. He's now in the family crypt. Yes. Uh, the rest of the ladies then arrive. We cut to them getting tacos and margaritas. I could go for some tacos. Um, and a margarita. Cassandra. And Cassie finally drops the diamond, right? Yep. She drops She drops the diamond in the bathroom. Helena, Dinah, and Renee decide they're going to team up to fight crime. Harley and Cassandra steals Dinah's car. And uh, with narration, we flash forward. She tells us that Renee quit the force entirely. Her, Dinah, and Helena uh, team up and become the birds of prey. Harley uses the diamond to start her mercenary business, um, and she takes Cassandra under her wing. Uh, she and Cassandra, they found Bruce the hyena. He's okay after the explosion in Harley's apartment. Just Yay. wandering the streets of Gotham. <laughs> yes. I want to watch that movie. Uh, as <laughs> Yeah. Just Bruce the hyena. Bruce hyena in the city. Yeah. It's like the incredible the journey he gets up to. The incredible journey, but with Bruce the hyena. <laughs> yeah. They are nasty animals, man. Uh, yeah. I don't mean gross. I mean temperament-wise. Yeah, yeah. They'll just be taking down little kids walking down the sidewalk. I'd rather have a bear loose. I'll never forgive <laughs> what. Loose. I'll never forgive them for what they did to Simba. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed the whole time. Cheech and Whoopi and was it Bobcat? Bobcat, Cheech and Wolf, Whoopi, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, they finally get their breakfast sandwich as Cassandra and Harley drive off into the sunset and roll credits. It was a really tight, economical little movie. Like going through, we went through that pretty yeah. fast cause there wasn't like a ton of plot. Like it was just boom, bang, bang out. It wasn't unanswerable. Yeah. I had no part. questions yeah. besides that 
mask being carved from daddy's coffin. Um, this feels like a like a successful sucker punch. This is what sucker mm. punch should have made me feel like at the end. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. You know, you God, that movie was garbage. There's the elements of like sexual violence and stuff in sucker well, punch yeah. that go unresolved, whereas this all is like, oh yeah, no, we blew that well, dude up. The like, difference is a woman. Yeah. And then directing other women instead of Zack Snyder's like, this is what I'm into. Well, and yeah, having it uh, come as catharsis at the end instead of it just being like, oh, that guy was really bad. What happened at the end of this movie? Why Why? Why did this movie exist? Yeah, this felt like all those things paid off. Yeah, absolutely. Because women were involved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like when she busts in the police station, she's not. She's she always puts a siren song kind of you know, distraction on on men, but like she's not in a bikini, she's not scanning clad, it's not daddy's little monster kind of thing. She looks like Jackie Onassis. She's got the like scarf yeah, and the glasses yeah. on. Like she looks beautiful, but she's she's not revealing. And, and, These are the differences. Yeah, These and, are the subtle difference of when women are allowed to portray women. <laughs> there was no male, like she-, she Yeah, was, the male gaze is very different. Yeah. It, you need a bikini and side boob now in a movie. Yeah, there is no male gaze here, but she is still dressed like Harley Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and she it, does the, uh, what is it? Gentlemen prefer blondes? Yeah, diamonds, diamonds are, are a girl's, girl's best, best friend. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, diamonds are a girl's best friend was a great choice because the diamonds too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thematically, like everything in this movie clicked. Like it was really tight. Uh, I didn't want to make this comparison up front, but at the end, this feels like Deadpool and the success of making an off the wall thing that that has to kind of, it has rough edges to fit into its universe. Yeah. We don't see the Joker. Gotham feels like LA. It all feels slightly different because we're seeing it from this character's perspective. But damn, did it work. And I, I wonder, like, how much of them seeing Deadpool going, like, oh, we should go further than we had initially planned on going. This, uh, to to this point, um, I mean, we're going to see The Suicide Squad later, so we'll talk about that. But to this point, this is probably my favorite DCEU movie. Yeah, it's this and Shazam, mm. really. Yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman was fine. Yeah. But, um, that, yeah, but, like, this, I, yeah, this one's great. Absolutely. It, it was smart that the villain was a known property, but then also, like you said, they just definitively killed him. You know, yes. when you use high profile characters, you can't do that. And so it was good that we didn't see any of the rogues gallery or anything like that. But you knew that um, Black Mask were, was in those spheres. But you know what I mean? Like it, it was a yeah. good choice with the villain and what they did with And And I'd be willing to bet this gets another movie at some point because the Suicide Squad was so successful. It makes me wonder if they'll be more willing to use somebody like Bane. Like the animated Bane is incredible. Oh God. Yeah. But like a film but Yeah, maybe Bane the is Birds kind of, of Prey. Like goofy. Well, she's- um, Yeah, yeah, the, like a the director or a Harley Quinn the, and Associates movie, which the, would be fun. The director said that what she would like to do is to make a follow-up that um, focused on Harley and Poison Ivy's relationship. Yeah, it would be nice to see that finally. I would love to see that as on I, I th- live action. I think I'm over the Joker. Think Fuck I'm over yeah, it. I'm over the yeah. Joker. Jesus who, Christ, Joker fatigue. Who would make a uh, good Poison Ivy? Uh, next to Mar- Marco Roby. Ooh. Any thoughts? That's, that's... Just Jessica Chastain? Maybe. I don't know if she's 
I don't know if she could, uh, I don't know if she can go. It, it's just the red hair. Yeah. I think it's got to be somebody taller. Yeah. It, oh, so they God. stand next to each other. Yeah, a modern poison ivy. That's that's a tough one. I just like Lake yeah. Bell. I mean, she's she, Lake Bell's doing a great job on on this. Yeah. Kaylee Kaylee Kuko is also doing well, a great yeah. job. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's huh. tough. A live action poison ivy in 2022 is. Oh, what about that Anya Taylor Joy? Maybe. Oh, no. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tall, thin, she's very. A lot, interesting. She's a lot younger. Yeah. She is. We don't. Do we know how? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Um, but we don't really know how old Poison Ivy is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I would love to see that on screen. Whoever it is, they would have to be able to hold their own with Margot Robbie, and because Margot Robbie is just fantastic. Like yeah. they'll just be, have to be the straight man. Yeah, so exactly. A, a good straight man. They would be, be really but, good. But they have man. to be able to hold the presence. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I really enjoyed this movie. It was really tight. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. It's it was colorful and exciting. It was fun. It was a breath of fresh air in the fucking DC. Like, yeah, they got a little light with it, which is nice. It oh. kept, it, kept its pace. We get a post credits shout out. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the, the very end. What was it? I don't know. Batman fucks. And it cuts off. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like a secret about Batman. You know, yeah, Batman that's always fu- and then, yeah, it just cuts off. Yeah. Uh, that's he funny. fucks for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, um, wasn't that a joke from the show? Batman fucks oh. bats? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, I, I have to say, I like that it was light, but I also like that it had a very distinctive style. Like, they didn't try to make it, like, an MCU-style film. Like, it was yeah, light no. in its very own specific way. It was a fun ba- uh, action battle sequence at the end. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't All right. know. You guys I don't know how it. low we have Suicide Squad, but it's obviously better than that. Absolutely. Let me go ahead and uh, share Where's our here? top... In, uh, DCEU, if that's a thing, even. Well, yeah, because we have lots of DC movies higher. Right, yeah. But, so but this new... Uh, the DCEU. So, like, I mean, we've got, like, Dark Knight and stuff way up there, but um, yeah, no, that's not like that. So um, we've got Joker, um, which came out not too long before this, um, is... Some it's in the twenties. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, there's Joker at number twenty three. Um, that's not DCEU though. Uh, let's see. We've got Wonder Woman at twenty eight. That's an interesting one to compare it to. Um, both female led. Um, I think this is better than Age of Ultron for sure. Yeah. I, I don't, but I'm not gonna like stand on that soapbox. It's better than Wonder Woman to me. I was disappointed in that movie. Wonder Woman was fine. Like it didn't blow me away, but it it was it was it was fine. It was it was so much better it, it than bored me. I don't. I yeah. I thought it was fine. It was it was a competently made. <laughs> yes. watch- it's, it's a World War One Roman God movie. Yeah, Ugh. like it was competently made. Which coming after Batman v Superman was like, oh okay, it doesn't have to be a complete and total disaster in the DC yeah. universe. Sure, um, Warner Brothers still had a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely put it over Wonder Woman. I, 
I personally think it's a better. I I agree with Brian about Avengers: Age of Ultron. Like, there's things in Age of Ultron I like better than things in this, but I think the overall film was maybe better. But that's mileage may vary, and I absolutely see how one could enjoy Age of Ultron more. Um, so I don't know. I think that's maybe a good area to look around in. Do we want to just put it right between those two? Split the diff. Yeah, what do you think, Al? Uh, that works for me. I didn't have a, a solid uh, idea where else it could go. Uh, yeah. All right. Works for me. Yeah. Awesome. Then we're going to put it at uh, number 28 um, in between Avengers Age of Ultron and Wonder Woman, which means it is time to close the door on Birds of Prey and look towards next week when we will be watching Bloodshot. Um, what is that? That, that? that is Vin Diesel. It is a non-comic book one, so Al's going to get the week off. It is the last movie on our list. It was released the day COVID was declared a pandemic. <laughs> oh, it's the last movie on our list uh, pre-COVID. After, like, that's, yeah. Um, 20, right. We're going to get through 2020 in pr- pretty short order. <laughs> and we're... Oh, number 147. Um, since they pushed back Shazam 2 recently and uh, and uh, The Flash, um, it looks like the last movie we're going to be doing is Black Panther 2. Maybe Craven. Maybe. So uh, before we uh, run out of superhero movies, um, I doubt we'll get to Ant-Man and the Wasp before we do, which will be the one after that. So we've got... Just, I mean, gosh, where are we here? We've got one, two, you know, 47 up through 62. We've got 13 more movies on our list here before we run out. So, wild movies. Yeah. Bloodshot. That is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. This is Throw Smiley. Your host, Gin and Tonics at five. I'll have the duck, blah, blah, blah. Hi, I'm divorce lawyer Josh Thiessey. Do you need a divorce? Drive into a chemical plant. <laughs> I'm Brian Leshen. This was just like a sleepover. Next time we should order pizza and make Cosmos. I'm Alaric Weber, and I peed in your Brita. Aww. <laughs> Damn it, Flight Al. so great. <laughs> I don't uh, feel so bad because of how you said it. Real peaty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.